We would like to take a moment to thank our sponsor, Preborn. When a mother meets her baby on ultrasound and hears their heartbeat, it's a divine connection. And the majority of the time, she'll choose life. But they can't do it without our help. Preborn needs us, the pro-life community, to come alongside them. One ultrasound is just $28. To donate, dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby or visit preborn.com. The Bible. It's the Word of God, sharper than any two-edged sword. This sacred book is living and active and contains all that's needed for life and godliness. Stay with American Family Radio for the next hour as we study God's Word and take your Bible questions. Welcome to Exploring the Word. Well, the NRB, the National Religious Broadcasters, brings a lot of people together. And it's a glorious gathering. It's a great reunion. Uh, Now, it's not quite like heaven, but it is a glorious reunion. And that's the truth for today here on Exploring the Word. Alex and I are together again. That's, that would be a good name for a song. Well, it would be. Okay, yeah, and, we're you're you left Tupelo yesterday and yeah. drove up to Nashville. Yeah, uh, I had the privilege of, for two days being in the studios at the American Family Radio Network, and then I was speaking at Blue Mountain Christian University, and then last night Bert drove. Uh, it was 206 miles. Got here to Nashville, and I'm trying to remember how many times you and I have been for more than a decade coming every year. And folks do pray because NRB, all these ministries work and strategizing. I just believe God's going to use this in a great way. But NRB is special to me, Bert, because it seems like for a number of years, you and I have had the privilege of visiting with a lot of great people, one of whom is Barry McGuire. And many of them are heroes, aren't they? they I know really he's are. your hero because you're a car man. <laughs> well, you know, when I was 15, I bought my first car I uh, didn't get my license until I was 16, but I went and I bought a bottle of Meguiar's Car Wax. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. And this is the truth. The Lord knows I'm telling you the truth. I had a six T-Bird with a 390. Ooh. What? What? Oh. Now, we need, don't we need to soak that, that in a, a little bit better? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. What, and, what? and I went We're Pleasant good. Garden, North Carolina, car guy. went a, up to the little auto parts, and I bought a, a burgundy <laughs> bottle of Meguiar's Car Wax. I did. It's the truth. So to wow. be with you, it's a great mm-hmm. honor, but I'll tell you what inspires me about you, Barry, is your love for the Lord Jesus, and you are somebody full out, pedal to the metal, you're serving Christ. Well, it's what God, God's called all of us to do that. I'm not unique. I mean, we're all called to, to uh, it's, it is a great commission. There must be a reason for it, you know, that it's the top of the heap. But, um, you know, in growing the business, uh, back in those days, we were a tiny little business, quite frankly. And now we have, um, I think, like a 38% market share. So, I mean, we've, we've grown. A global kind of brand. Like, it's, a, it's a global brand. I take no credit for it. I told God when he's getting me in the retail. I mean, we were buffing cars and body shops. That's what we were doing when I graduated college. Uh, my grandfather started the company in 1901. So, it grown to about $600,000 a year. God inspired me to go retail. I said, God, I don't know anything about retail. I don't know anything. So this whole thing of trusting with my whore, it's a piece of cake for me. I have no understanding. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a clue what I'm doing. Ignorance is bliss. Oh, is that- <laughs> it was absolutely. And so that's worked pretty well for 60 years. And I've been I'm oh, well, running would- as fast as I can. And so, yeah. But um, I, I've told you the story before. But uh, Karen and I, right at that same time with little kids, we were giving sacrificially and doing everything we could. But we didn't have joy. 
and we started looking for joy and started asking God, we, we want joy. And uh, it was at that time uh, that we went to a luncheon. It was the 50th anniversary of our church at the time. Uh, to, for, for perspective, they just had the 100th anniversary for the same church, and I was the speaker. So, <laughs> <laughs> But this back in the 70s. And the speaker was Herb Ellingwood. He was the legal affairs secretary for Governor Reagan. Okay. And I sat next to him for an hour nonstop. He was telling me with tears in his eyes, laughing and shouting about these face-sharing experiences, and I never realized that face-sharing could be fun. I thought it was <laughs> just grueling, you know, and you're going to get persecuted, and you, you got to remember all the points and all that stuff, and he was just doing it because he loved people, and that started for us. That was in 1973. By 1976, I thought he was going to take me into full-time ministry. I prayed the most fervent prayer of my life. I said, God, I think you want me to go into full-time ministry. Give me the word, but I'm almost going to have to hear an audible voice. And about 20 minutes later, a guy walked to my office. You've heard this story before, but he said, uh, I was just in the area, thought I'd stop by. I don't even know this guy. He's just an on-fire Christian. And he listened to me tell a couple of stories. He said, boy, God's given you wonderful ministry here, hadn't he? And I said, why would you say that? Mm-hmm. It was like Twilight Zone going. I was like, I could not believe he asked that question mm-hmm. and, and make that statement. He said, well, a, a pastor can't reach the people that you Listen to this, folks. A pastor can't reach the people you're reaching. Uh, but as a businessman, you can. And he gave me this line. It was 1976. He says, obviously, it's your business is your pulpit. That changed my life completely. Wow. And I realized that my business, they're not overlapping. They're the same. I have one life. And we have one purpose, God's purpose. Live for his purpose. The seek and save the lost. That Romans 8, 28 thing, it really works. It, you mean God really meant that? He really that meant that. That wasn't just for us to memorize? But <laughs> let me tell you, you got to quote the scripture right. Yeah. Usually it doesn't even get to the last part, just for those who love God. Well, we all love God, and it's not all working out for good. But he said, for those who love me, and then he explains, to those who love me, to those who live for my purpose, his purpose, obviously, is to seek and save the lost. So, so when we live our lives, and every Christian, this is for all of us, folks, when we live our lives to seek and save the lost or in our ministry, we say, move everybody every day closer to Jesus. When you live in that zone, he obligates himself to make everything in your life work for good. And we've been experiencing that for 60 years. It's the end of fear. Mm-hmm. 80% of Christians are living in fear today. How do you get away from fear? Faith and, and sharing your faith are two sides of the same coin. When you share your faith, he, he, without memorization, and recitation, and all that kind of stuff. In fact, Mark 13, 11 says, don't prepare. And Luke 12, 12 says, I'll give you the words to say. So when you go into these conversations, they happen several times a day, and you have no worries, no thought ahead of time, and God just, when your words stop, his words start, and that's intimacy with God where you know you're changing your life. God changes life through you. There's no other human experience that allows you to have that kind of intimacy with God, and that ignites your faith. And the book says ignites your life. But it also takes you away from fear and puts you in a wholehearted faith, and that unlocks the door to yeah. everything. So well, let me, let me, those of you that are listening, the voice <laughs> may sound familiar. It's because on American Family Radio, Barry's <laughs> voice comes on about once or three or four times a day, challenging us to be what God has called us to be. That's the lost, reason it's familiar. Yes. Thank you, but I lost my voice nine days ago. Did you? And I got through yesterday, and praise God, I have a little more voice. I'm not my normal voice. I'm still suffering a little bit. 
seriously, God, I'm going to NRB with no voice? <laughs> wow. But we're having fun. Well, you know what, folks? The website is igniteamerica.com. The voice you're hearing is Barry McGuire, president of McGuire's Car Wax, but also uh, the author of the book, Ignite Your Life, Defeat Fear with Effortless mm. Faith. Mm. Um, I want to thank you because you're always so accessible, but we've talked a lot about um, the people that you have known, the people, people you've led to Christ. Um, God's done a lot of work out of California, hasn't he? I think about Bill Bright of Kemp's Crusade, <clears throat> Josh McDowell, yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I just got a question to ask. Can anything good come out of... Oh, California. No, it's Nazareth, not California. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, my pastor, I have two pastors. I have one in Arizona, um, the, the Barnett family, Luke, Luke Barnett and Tommy Barnett. And all. in California, Jack Hibbs is my pastor. Oh, he's and a Jack friend. Hibb is working single-handedly to save rescue California. He's, we're going to get it back. Don't hey, leave, man. folks. He, he's <laughs> one of, we've had him on the radio before. He yeah. is a giant. He is yeah. a giant. He's one of my best friends. We spend a lot of time together, and um, yeah, he's he's on fire. He really is. Thank God for Jack Hibbs. Well, tell us about the book and, yes. and synopsis, and then uh, I know Alex. He's he's the particular guy. I'm the yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, the yeah, generalist, yeah. and he's the detailed guy. But tell us uh, what what well, your I, know, I know it's sixty five thousand words because I did the Audible book. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder you lost your voice, uh, Barry. Yeah, there's twenty six twenty six chapters. Um, it takes you, it's, it's really reflecting on 50 years of sharing your faith. And not too many people have been sharing the faith for 50 years, and Karen and I have both been doing that. It's never been easier, folks. These are incredible days because everybody's living in fear. Mm-hmm. And so 80% of the unchurched today know the world's out of control, would like to believe there's a God, and are looking for somebody to tell them, and get this, over 80% of them already have a Christian in their life that they trust. It, the fields are white for harvest, but, Amen. but only 1% of us are sharing our faith. So that scripture of the laborers are few is exactly where we're. So ignite America. Our, our goal is to ignite Christians, to ignite America with revival, one person at a time. Yeah. Amen. That's, 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 that's our whole focus. And this book helps a lot. And, and the most important part of my book is not my words. They just give context. But the scriptures in every Amen. chapter drill it home and so you when you get through you can't argue it every one of us are called we're all in full-time ministry like it or not folks when you're listening to us right now you're in full-time ministry and i mean by that that from the time you get up to the time you go to bed everything you say and do folks listen to me everything you say and do from the time you get up to the time you go to bed is moving everybody watch you closer or further away from god mm. you're influencing everybody continue you can't get away from it I often say, you know, we're all witnesses. Some of our witnesses are for the prosecution because I mean, most Christians aren't Christian because they're Christians. Mm. They look at it and they, they don't like what they see. we got to stop that. You know, Barry, I just read a statistic that um, almost 90% of unchurched young adults, 86%, said that they would, quote, very likely go to church if somebody invited them. You got, you got. Isn't that great? Yeah, but let me just add to that. That can't be the only step, you know. Right. Share my faith. Invite, invite. No, you need to do the heavy lifting first, and get them to the point, and then maybe the pat. He, you, you, they blame the pastor. In in twenty five minutes, they're expecting to win the person from, from depravity to salvation. You know, you 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 need to love people, and that's the point. Jesus said they'll know you're my disciple by your love. So when you love on people, and particularly those that don't look like you, I run to people that don't look like me. Mm-hmm. And I just shake them up. And, I, and, and you know, they don't get mad at you when you tell them God loves them. Do you know God loves you? 
they don't expect this old white guy to say that to them. <laughs> and they don't Great. persecute you. White hair has its advantages. Is that yeah, what you're yeah, saying? Exactly. It's wonderful. <laughs> so you do that. Oh, that opens up dialogue. And you know, within five minutes or so, they're telling you needs and concerns that they wouldn't tell their best friends. And then the Holy Spirit, not you, not your own intellect, the Holy Spirit starts giving you scriptures you haven't thought of for years, and you're quoting them verbatim. Amen. It's a supernatural experience, and most Christians have never had that one time, and you could have it every day. I'm talking about closeness to God. You can't imagine, and that puts a bouncer, so we say in the book, it ignites your life, but it does. I mean, my gracious sake, and, and, and when you bear fruit, John fifteen eleven says, my joy remain with you, mm-hmm. and your joy remain full. That means everyday joy. We've had joy every day. I've lost a 49-year-old daughter. I was dying in the hospital. I had a joint venture partner taking over my business from me. I never lost my joy. Mm. Is that because it comes from within <clears throat> and it's, not outward <clears throat> circumstances? It's because of a promise from God. He says, if you live for my purpose, I'll make everything work for good. So get this. I find out that they're going to throw me on my business. My 100-year-old family business, I'm 65 years old. They're throwing me on my business. He took over the board. He paid off. We had, he had three board members. I had three board members. We had an independent board member. He always pays off the independent board member. He's got you. Mm. And then now they're getting rid of me. Can you imagine me? I'm 65 years old. My life is over. But that night, I said, God, I asked you for nothing. I said it smiling. As he's listening to me right now, I said, God, I asked you for nothing because of two things. One, you know I live for your purpose every day. You know that. And secondly, I know you honor your word, and I'm good. Amen. I went right to sleep. I slept all night. I didn't pace. I didn't, God, help me. I just knew he was going to help me. I, I knew it. I just, I, he just took to the heart, not the words, right? He knew my heart was fixed and stayed. I got up the next morning. I was fresh. I went to my attorney's office. And funniest thing, it's in the book, but within eight minutes, he turned my joint venture partner upside down, and they were cussing at me, gee, this and F and this and all this stuff at me, and I broke out laughing. I got to tell you, <laughs> it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. I just said, God, you are amazing. This is what he promises us. You know, that sounds like the Old Testament, you know, when they'd go to war <laughs> and they would turn the enemy against one another. I tell you what, I had my own experience, and it's true. It's true today. It was true then. It's true now. Amen. It's incredible. Yeah. Well, this is Exploring the Word live from the National Religious Broadcasters Convention in Nashville. We're talking with Barry McGuire, the author of Ignite Your Life. Stay tuned. We're back with more after this. If you're like most of us, you're paying way too much for health care. That's why I want to tell you about a ministry that has been meeting the health care needs of hundreds and thousands of Christians, and that's Christian Healthcare Ministries, chministries.org. Christian Healthcare Ministries is cost-sharing made easy. For over 40 years, this unique model has allowed believers to choose their own doctors without worrying about networks or waiting periods, since they're not an insurance, but a faith-based alternative to insurance. Members not only get advantages from the affordability, flexibility, and reliability of CHM, but they also receive access to 24-7 telehealth services at no additional cost. It's no surprise that doctors across the country appreciate working with CHM, and so will you. It all starts with a visit to chministries.org slash AFR. That's chministries.org slash AFR. Christian Healthcare Ministries, 
is the longest serving health share ministry serving all 50 states. Share the good news with a friend too. chministries.com slash AFR. Make the switch today with any time enrollment. Welcome back to Exploring the Word. This is the American Family Radio Network. We're coming to you live from the National Religious Broadcasters Convention. And Bert, you know, I feel like this is kind of a little uh, precursor to heaven because we're visiting with all kind of people from all around North America, and everybody's excited about Jesus. Well, not just North America. I've met people from Korea, yeah, Iran, well, Egypt. Uh, it is wow. international. It's not just America. Mm-hmm. This is that's, that sounds a little bit more like mm-hmm. heaven too. Because when yeah. we get to heaven, we're all going to speak different languages, but we're going to understand a little bit. That sounds like Pentecost. Amen. Amen. Oh, pretty good to me. Amen. <laughs> well, our guest Barry McGuire, the book "Ignite Your Life." Uh, I love. There's so many great chapters. The most important commandment: follow the nudge. I want to hear about that. But you've got a chapter: <laughs> the end of worry. And every yeah. one of these chapters, folks, you, you've yeah. got to check out this book because there are so many helpful scriptures. I'm just enjoying reading it. But I think um, the end of worry mm. that Jesus mm. can give, mm. that's something that millions of people would, would seek after. Absolutely. And, of course, remember, 80% of all Christians are living in fear yeah. today. It's incredible. 80% of Christians are living in fear. Well, if you're living in fear, you're not living in faith. If you don't have faith, you don't please God. If you're not living in faith, you can't share your faith. Satan's number one weapon against the church today, I believe, is fear, because he's not just paralyzed us, he's sterilized us, mm. and we're not growing, and we're yeah. not sharing our faith. Real, real quickly, I was knocking on some doors with a deacon, and uh, I, they finally came to the door, but before they came to the door, a Doberman pincer came around the corner, <laughs> and it laid on the porch and laid its muzzle across the bridge of my foot. Oh, my My goodness. foot did not move, and oh, I'm kind of fidgety. <laughs> Those that know me, I hard, have a hard time being still. And so I told but the man. But you persevered. Yeah, I did. I, I told the guy, it's about fear. I told the guy that, yeah. you know, he didn't invite us in. Yeah. I said, we want to. I want to leave your porch, yeah. you know. I don't yeah. want to stay here all night, but I need, yeah. I'm afraid to move yeah. my yeah. foot. And he bailed down. He yeah. said, come here, boy. Come here, Satan. Come here, boy. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, yeah, and, and that is the perfect picture of what Satan wants to do. Yeah. He wants let's, let's to talk, live in Let's fear. talk about faith and fear for yeah. a moment. Um, 80% of Christians are living in fear, okay? Right. That means you don't have wholehearted faith. It's not just faith. It's wholehearted faith. The Bible is everything. All the promises are based on house having wholehearted faith. Think about James 1. Mm-hmm. I'll answer your prayers, but, but don't waver. If you're praying and still worrying, you're wavering. You're unstable in all your ways. Don't expect to receive anything. So we can't have our prayers answered. We have millions of people listening to us that, that they're praying fervently, but their prayers are not being answered because they're, they're still worrying. you got to get away from that. You got, so God has satisfied nothing less than wholehearted faith. we got that. Direct your steps, Proverbs 3, 5. I will direct your steps, but trust me with your whole heart, and I'll direct. So everything— uh, You I mean whole on, means it? But there's a, there's a long <laughs> list of wholehearted faith— prerogatives that we have to have that before so how do we get there isaiah 43 10 tells us it's it's the most amazing scripture isaiah 43 10 says i appoint you as my witness if i was god i'd say so they will believe you know Mm -hmm. to re it's secondarily to win the lost it's secondarily i appoint you as my witness so that you will believe 
Because when we're sharing our faith and we're allowing him to speak through us, and we know that's a God appointment, he's giving us the words, he's using us at that moment, our faith explodes, and that's how you defeat fear effortlessly. And you do it by sharing your faith. Everything's tied to sharing your faith. I got to tell you, there's a lead link that's sharing your faith. Everything else falls into place. You can't share your faith and not be in the word. You can't share your faith and not be on your knees praying. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's everything. To know that your your prayers are answered, your steps are directed, All it all comes from having wholehearted faith. And the way you get that is by sharing. The one thing, folks, that you've been trying not to do, that you don't want to do, that's Satan. And it's the one thing that will ignite your life and you have joy. You'll have the time of your life for the rest of your life. It's amazing. You know, Barry, <laughs> you've got a chapter here about changing our environment. And it says here in your book, over 80% of unchurched people are hoping there's a God who can end the yeah. chaos, yeah. and they're looking for someone to tell Incredible. them. Uh, Incredible. We, we have an opportunity, don't we? Oh, it's, it's, it's like shooting ducks in a barrel. Everybody needs God. <laughs> it's just it's, the opportunities are every day, and you have that experience with God speaking through you every day. It's just we're having the time of our lives, and, and people just have to get on track. So if you get the book, IgniteYourLife.com. Uh, excuse me, Ignite Your Life. Well, that's our website. But and SeekingGod.org. And, and you can get it off the, off the, uh, from Amazon.com or whatever. And now we've just launched a Bible study. I was going to ask about that. Yeah. Ignite Your Life uh, Bible study. It's free. It's digital. It's on our website. And it takes this book to a whole nother level. And it's very much in your face. It's not a passive, how to be a good day, be a person. Forget all that. This is an in-your-face powerful, I must say, Bible study that will ignite you. I guarantee you can't go through the nine steps of that Bible study without not being just How do they get that? ignited. Right off our website. Okay. So that's, and, that's and you a, wanted to tell us that, but it, that it, book is changing lives, yeah, right? It and, really is. It's and your record, and so some easy. of those stories are being talked about, right? Well, yeah. And of course, we do podcasts or websites. So the website again is igniteamerica.com. You get the whole enchilada. You get all these, all these pieces to it. One last thing. Yes. When you're sharing your faith, you want to tell people about your faith sharing story. We just ignited a website just for that. So you can post it. It's called igniteyourworld.com. And then you get so we can start sharing and, and reading stories of Christians all over the country that are sharing their faith. Just I'm a plumber, I'm a whatever, and everybody's having fun, not realizing that. what we hear all the time is I can't believe how much fun it is. I've wasted my life. I cannot believe how much how easy it is to share my faith. And that's the excitement of it. Barry, thank you for being with us. Hey, <laughs> yeah. brother, every time you're with us, the energy well, level goes guys, up. You guys are awesome. And Amen. Yeah. We appreciate you, bro. And, I know and you Alex got other the car guy over here. Yeah. Yeah. My oh, buddy. I'm yeah. a car nut. Yeah, he and, and by the way, i got to say this. Now, there's a certain percentage of the audience that will mm-hmm. resonate with what I'm about to say. But people are always asking how to get men interested in church. I'll have you know, folks, Barry McGuire, in addition to being an author, a dynamic Christian, a soul winner, he is a SEMA Hall of Fame member. That's the Specialty Equipment Market Association. <laughs> For some of you car guys, you're in your pickup trucks or you're driving your Dodge Challenger. SEMA Hall of Fame member, Christ follower, Barry McGuire. I are right a car here. guy. Yes. <laughs> right along with you. So, so check out Ignite Your Life. And we're so honored that you're Thank on you. the American Thank Family you. Radio You guys Network. are awesome. Always Thank good you, to be with you. Thank well, you. While Barry's leaving, we're going to make a transition. Jerry Drace is with us. And my son, Nathan Harper, is going to sit in Barry's place he's now what what these two guys have in common both of them 
our own weekend programs here on American Family Radio. Jerry Drace and his wife Becky have a program, and then Nathan does Exploring Missions with me, and it's very seldom we're anywhere together except in the headquarters at Tupelo, but both of us are here at NRB. That's what MRB does. It brings a lot of people together, Alex. Well, it really does, and I'm just so honored. Nathan, it's great to see you, and I appreciate all that you do for the Great Commission, and I listen to you and Bert on Exploring Missions a lot of times, but also somebody else who is now a regular Amen. voice on the American Family Radio <laughs> Network is a friend of mine of 25 years plus, Dr. Jerry Drace of Hope for the Home. It's good to see you, my friend. I tell you what, I am wore out after listening to Barry McGuire. I am exhausted. <laughs> I, I had a dream of the night there were chariots in heaven and McGuire polish was right beside them. I mean, exactly. <laughs> you mean the chariots are going to be polished yes. that way. Ooh, amen. What a, what a voice of excitement. Well, I am, amen. I am so glad to be with you guys. So we have, Becky and I have been with you all for three years now. Every day with uh, in the middle of the Tony Perkins hours, I right? Say. Yeah, and now we have the joy of being with you all every Sunday at five thirty-five okay. Central Time, and we're doing a program called Hope for the Home, which is comes from our ministry, yeah, as you well know. And we're dealing with questions that people ask, kind of like what you and Jan do. It's when people ask questions, we have put together that one little book called "The Forty-Four Ways to Strengthen Your Marriage," and it comes out of that. And I've already told Bert uh, at lunch today and Jan, we're getting calls. You guys, you may never know, I guess you do now, who's listening to you. Amen. Shocking, isn't it? Y'all on the road every day. I mean, you're on radio every day. And then already within five weeks, we're getting calls from all over. People say, we just heard your program. And you said something that touched my heart. And you go from there. Yeah. That's amazing, isn't it? Well, Well, what these two have in common, I want to bring this together is is we're talking about yes you have programs that we share together uh on both both of the weekends but also home missions right where does nathan where does missions begin yeah it's got to start in the home and you read deuteronomy chapter six the first uh well four through nine the the great shema and it talks about how um parents are to raise up their children uh, to love the Lord, and they're teaching His commands, um, and and that extends from the home into into public life, uh, but that's where it begins in the home. Amen. And so, AFR is bringing all this together Amen. and putting it together so people can find help for the home. They can find purpose for living, sharing your faith. That Barry McGuire said in for missions. Alex. Amen. Uh, God is using AFR. Uh, yes, we want to change the culture. But I, I'd say this, culture is changed by one person at a time, and the greatest way is through the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, I've heard that the, the church is the one organization that exists for the benefit of its non-members. Mm. Uh, Jerry, I, I think the first time you and I met was many, many years ago in Phoenix, Arizona, and you and I were part of uh, the COSB, the Baptist Evangelist, yes. and we were having a seminar. You were one of the speakers, and I got to meet you, and Angie and I have known you and Becky for many years. I'm so thrilled. Well, you know what's exciting is, I mean, you and Becky have served for many years doing Hope for the Home. You're both authors, and now on American Family Radio, you're reaching millions of millions of people, and God is using you all, Nathan, your dad and I are radio colleagues now of 15 years. But here's what I want to get to, that every Christian is called to evangelism. That's right. Really. 
everyone. I heard you preach on it 25 years ago, thereabouts. And uh, the home is a part of it. Marriage and family is a part of it. But guys, let's throw this topic out there. How can each individual Christian begin to live out their God-ordained role as a witness for Christ? Nathan, how, how do you encourage people in that regard? Well, it, it really begins with, um, with surrender and understanding that he's the Lord, Jesus Christ, and his lordship uh, determines uh, our steps. Like his, his commission, his commands to us dictate what we are to do. And uh, as Barry was talking about, there's joy in that. You know, it's not like a, a dreaded thing to follow the Lord. He, he's the one who has saved us. And he's the one who is uh, directing our steps. And part of his direction in our lives is to, uh, yeah, share the good news of Jesus with someone who needs to hear it, just like we were in that state. We were in those shoes uh, previous. Uh, we can think about how God uh, rescued us and how Jesus saved us. He sent someone to us. Well, he's sending us to someone else who needs to hear it. And mm. we need to, it starts with surrendering to the Lord Jesus Christ. Even your home, Jerry? Even in your home, that's where it starts. That's what I was thinking. Nathan and I are preacher's kids, right? That's right. For, Bless your hearts. For, for a preacher's kid to grow up and serve the Lord, that's amazing within itself, okay? Praise God. But it starts in the home, and I've often told men across this country, if you're not the spiritual leader of your home, it's hard to go anywhere else and try to be a leader. We have a lot of men today in our churches who are not spiritual leaders in their home, but they want to be spiritual leaders in the church. And it doesn't work out unless the Lord builds the house. They labor in vain who build it. So that's always been our mantra is that it begins in the home. But I've always told people when I'm speaking to them, Alex, that wherever they are, that's their pulpit. It's like Barry Mendigo. His pulpit is in the business world. Uh, in the church where I used to pastor, we had a lot of big-time farmers. Their pulpit was their tractors. Uh, if you're a surgeon, your pulpit is a surgical suite. And so Christians need to understand that wherever we are, there's your pulpit. Early this morning— Renya Nicholas and I had breakfast in Jackson, Tennessee, where we live. And the lady who waited on us, make it really short, we just asked her what we could pray for. And before it was over, here was a woman who was hurting, mm -hmm. moved to a place unknown by herself. And I'm thinking, that's our pulpit, Cracker Barrel, that morning. Yeah. Wherever a Christian finds himself or herself, that's the pulpit. And you two gentlemen have a pulpit every single day that is enormous it's fantastic i'm so proud of you guys and alex you know he makes it sound like i've known him forever when i met him he was much older than i was and it, just, that's true just to think of him as my father figure is, it's amazing. i'm so proud of you guys well they call me dirt at, at afr old as dirt oh why'd you say uh, let me let me add this to it and i think this is so important the other day, Nathan and I were interviewing some people about missions, and it, the men in that village, got they were saved and was coming to Christ. But in their culture, our culture is so Americanized, sometimes we don't. That's one of the things they enjoy about doing missions. We find about other cultures. In that culture, a man was the leader of his home, but you know mm. how it demonstrated the leadership? Mm. Beating his wife. Oh. Mm. And yes, and the whole idea was can we really be men and follow Christ? Yes, we can. And they well. started looking at the scriptures and sharing, and they did come to the conclusion after knowing Jesus they could be the leaders of their home and follow Jesus Christ. Now, we that are in Christ and in the church, we've been raised here in that. 
but across the world and even some in our neighborhoods and our cultures in America, they've got a whole different perspective of what manhood is. Mm -hmm. And so we need to demonstrate that manhood in our life as best we can, guys. Well, you know, I've got to say this. I've shared it a number of times on the program, but Angie and I were young marrieds, and I mean, I owe my salvation to the Lord, of course, but to Angie. It was Angie that invited me to church, hmm. and I was 21 and became a Christian. But, um, you know, as young marrieds do, we were having a little bit of an argument one night. Really? Yeah, and I was <laughs> thinking, you know, I am the head of this household, and I open my Bible, and it says, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. Uh, and it goes, and it says, that your prayers be not hindered. And I thought, wait a minute. Uh, the way I treat my wife is uh, going to shape my walk with Jesus Christ. And all the men out there, let me say this, and I mean this with all my heart, um, it, it is a joy, some of the most Christ-like you'll ever be. And we are called to sanctification, to represent Jesus, but men, lay down your life for your bride like Christ laid down his life for his. I'm not saying I've always gotten it right, but there is a joy Men, there's a joy in consciously honoring Jesus by serving your wife. Amen. You're listening to Exploring the Word here on the American Family Radio Network, and we're in Nashville, Tennessee at the National Religious Broadcasters, and we'll be back with one last segment here today. We'd like to thank our sponsors, including Preborn. Preborn has rescued over 200,000 babies from abortion, and every day, their network clinics rescue 200 babies. Will you join Preborn in loving and supporting young moms in crisis? Save a life today. Go to preborn.com. in Jesus just to take him at his word just to rest upon his promise just to know thus saith the Lord Amen, amen. Guys, could y'all finish Jesus the rest of that? Mm, how we love him. Amen. Well, uh, Hymns uh, just I'm, this is Bert Harper. Hymns and choruses they go together. Uh, don't sacrifice one for the other, right. and uh, don't fight that battle. Just just enjoy what God's given us. Mm. Uh, this is Bert and Alex. We're in Nashville, Tennessee, at the National Religious Broadcasters Conference Convention, and we've been meeting people. Uh, just walking through the hallways <clears throat> in the elevators, we see people that. Uh, we hadn't seen in a while, and others that we see just about every year. And we have two gathered around the table with us today, and uh, we're we're just going to continue talking, and because we we got a lot to say, Jerry. Sure. Tell us a little bit about the ministry that you've had before you you just quote uh, you haven't retired. But you're not traveling the way you have, but God has transitioned it into the radio, mm. and it's been amazing. So you're bringing how many years of experience of evangelism, and you and Becky sharing uh, at conferences about the family, and you're bringing them to AFR radio with all this experience. Give us a little bit of insight into that. 
For 38 years, uh, we had a full-time evangelistic ministry nationwide. I had a team that traveled with me. And then one summer, a church close to Jackson, Tennessee, where I live, called and said, can you preach for us for the summer we know you're home? That turned into 14 years. <laughs> can you believe that? It was a church that my father pastored when I was a little boy. Mm-hmm. Then we retired from that this past December, but we've never stopped conducting our Hope for the Home conferences. When I was with Dr. Dobson years ago, Alex, he and I and H.B. London were talking in his office, and I asked um, Dr. Dobson, I said, what's the greatest need we have today in our nation? He said, I think it's the family. And I said, well, I hope so. We need to focus on the family, don't we? He started laughing. He said, how many (laughs) Southern Baptist evangelists deal with family issues? And I said, only two. And he said, why don't you be the third? So out of that came, long story short, our hope for the home conferences. And so for probably 12 years, Beck and I traveled to, I don't know, three or 400 churches, and we did Hope for the Home conferences on weekends, and even into Great Britain. I was amazed at, in Scotland how it just took off there. Mm-hmm. And then out of that, by God's providence, meeting you, meeting Tom Wildman, talking with Alex, uh, we did that minute devotion that we've been doing for three years, as I said a moment ago, in the Tony Perkins Hour, and then talking with Tim several weeks ago. It's evolved now into a weekly program every Sunday afternoon. And AFR is such a voice for the family. I mean, gracious sakes alive. American Family Radio. How, mm-hmm. how much more pointing can you get? It's right there, right in the bullseye. And so we're dealing, it, dealing with it. And, and Alex, in our travels, I have met so many pastors throughout the years. As one pastor told me, he said, Jerry, I know all the kids in church, but I don't know my kids. So a lot of pastors are busy pastoring their people, and they're not pastoring their families. And I have learned that just by being with pastors. I'm a preacher's kid, so I can identify with that. And so one of our ministries, I felt, is to pastor the pastors, listen to them, share with them. I know where they're hurting. And that, out of that has evolved this unique ministry. I'm just so thankful to the Lord that we're now identified with American Family Radio. Well, we welcome you. And I want to do one more thing then, Alex, today. Nathan, uh, your journey to exploring the missions, this is really your idea. I want to set it up, and I want you to tell people where you were uh, before you're at the present, where you are presently. But we, Nathan would listen to Exploring the Word, and every once in a while we'd do a program concerning missions. And Nathan came to me and said, Dad, why don't you once a month just dedicate one program to missions? Because this was Nathan's heart. Uh, even even as a young boy, it was that heart. And I went to Jim Stanley, who was our director at that time. Mm-hmm. He said, well, I can beat that. And I said, what is it? He said, how about you and Nathan doing one a week? And out of that became Exploring Missions. And uh, I know they say Bert Harper, the host. But honestly, I can say this on this radio. It's Nathan that's the driving force behind the the mission part of it, but tell us a little bit about your story, Nathan. Well, and when you say Bert Harper, you're talking about me too, because you know that's my <laughs> middle name. So. But it stopped there. Now let me tell you, uh, my granddaddy was Bert, and my mother's name was Bertha. I was Bert. Mercy. He's Nathaniel Bert. And after Jude, our first grandson, was born, Nathan said Bert stops here. So go and take it away. <laughs> that's right. Um, maybe it'll. You know, who knows? It'll continue after skipping a generation yeah. or two, but we'll see. Um, yeah, so, you know, currently I serve with Vapor Ministries, and we're concerned with um, alleviating poverty and multiplying disciples in some of the world's most uh, poverty-stricken locations. Uh, before that, I've, I've been with Vapor for over seven years now, but before that, I've served for about seven years with Global Frontier Missions, 
in the Atlanta, Georgia area, serving with uh, internationals and uh, immigrants, uh, international students, ref- resettled refugees, people coming from all over the world mm. into, uh, uh, into the U.S. Uh, looking for uh, hope, looking for a new chapter in life, looking for uh, really just life. And many of them um, never hearing the, having the opportunity to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, and so uh, in, in serving in that kind of context with people from all over the world, um, getting to share the gospel with them, getting to see churches planted among them, getting to see uh, some of them sent back to their homelands and, and uh, on mission, um, it's, it's uh, yeah, God's really, um, I guess, um, birthed uh, within, within me and, and hopefully through me um, to a degree, um, just a, really what it is, it's a, it's a heart, it's a passion for his glory. Um, it's, it's a heart for, uh, for people to come to know and worship the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, and, and that in every happen. tongue and every exactly yeah, that revelation seven, yeah. nine vision, you know, people from every tribe, tongue, nation mm. and language and gathered around the th- throne singing worthy is the lamb. That doesn't happen without uh, healthy Christian homes. That doesn't happen without uh, people being sent out on mission, uh, sharing the good news of Jesus. Mm. That's their stories, Alex. Pretty, yeah. isn't it? That's, it is. that's part of the lineup at AFR. Nathan, aren't you excited that, about young people that have a heart for missions? Yeah. You know, um, I, I see this every year in our summer camps, even more so than when I was a youth pastor. I was a youth pastor for 11 years, and uh, kids would go on retreats and things like that. But honestly, like when we, we would do inner city mission, we would take kids to Memphis, which has its rough parts, and we would do these inner city missions. 30 years ago, it was not always easy to get kids to want to get their hands dirty and go on mission trips. But Nathan, and I would suspect you're probably seeing this, kids today, there are a lot of really good young people, and they have a lot of empathy, and they are willing to go and love on people for the purpose of sharing the gospel. And I think the Spirit of God is raising up in the church, especially among young believers, an ethic of missions. Mm-hmm. I, I really see this coming, don't you? I do see it. And a lot of it is, you know, the world that we live in is so interconnected. Uh, you know, you could say the world is, has been flattened and everybody is connected with everybody anywhere around the world. It, you know, within four or five degrees, you can connect with somebody uh, some, many times directly. And our, our young people just grew up in a world like that and they don't have the uh, self-made or maybe just automatic barriers that are up that you know, that would maybe create a bubble that you and I might have grown up in, and you have to kind of break through that. Uh, it's already broken for a lot of our young people. And so when they have a heart for, for Jesus and they have the truth of God's Word, they're naturally going to share it, and they're willing already to, to go wherever, uh, you know, to, from one place to another, uh, from one country to another is not far Mm-hmm. Uh, in a young that, person's true. mind, you that's know. Right. Yeah, I, I meet young people all the time that are regularly emailing with people on the other side of the planet. And um, for those just tuning in, a very special day. Exploring the Word is coming to you live from National Religious Broadcasters. And keep us in prayer. We're here all this week working with all kinds of ministries, and it's it's great. We have with us here, Bert and I are together, uh, but we've got Dr. Jerry Drace. He and Becky Drace have Hope for the Home. They are heard every week on the American Family Radio Network. Nathan Harper, um, I think you two guys are colleagues in ministry, Bert Harper and Nathan yeah. on Exploring Missions. We got to serve in the same church for a while, and it was the really? joy of my life. 
And I, I say Nathan has taught me more about missions than any professor I had in seminary mm. or college. And that, that, that's pretty neat when your son is the teacher and reaching out for others and looking for others. And so that's, that's awesome to be able to do that. And you see that generation. And uh, so it's, it's, it's God doing stuff. And so hope for the family. It's generational. Here's what happens a lot of times. And I think AFA, AFR is showing you the power of this. There seems to be in the Bible a pattern, and I, I do a series of sermons on this, uh, generational slide. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not a promise, but it is a pattern that needs to be corrected. Yeah. Now, let me give you just one example, and there are several in the Bible. David served God with all of his heart. He was a man after God's own heart. Mm-hmm. Solomon's heart was divided. Mm-hmm. He served God with half a heart. Do you all remember who took over after Solomon? Rehoboam, who had what? No heart. And there's a tendency in there. You see it from Joshua through Judges. You see it in Isaiah and some of the kings. And so the home Mm -hmm. is so important. And uh, what you just said, Jerry, earlier about pastors sacrificing, and and I know I did. I I know I I did my – I didn't want to, but but that phone call in the – night or that phone call or that text while you're at the ball game watching your sons play and there's an emergency that you got to leave and when you get there you find out it could have waited until the next day you know and that's one reason jen and i started the fishbowl plus ministries that we do with afa and afr because listen um uh, joy in heaven is is going to be great when we have generation after generation there so one thing, wanna, oh, go ahead, I'm sorry. One thing my father did to set an example when I was a child and my brother, every night we had Bible reading and prayer. And he never asked me if I wanted to join in. It was never an option. We just did it because he knew, especially if I was a teenager, I would have gone, oh, Dad, come on. But he set the example. He never apologized for being a Christian, never apologized for being a pastor. When I went off to college, hey, the first five, six, seven, eight weeks, I didn't go to church. I was so cool. I was away from home. The preacher's kid didn't have to show up for Sunday school. I thought, Lord, I have arrived. But you know what? After about two months, that little, still, small voice came back. And it wasn't audible. It was the examples that Dad had set. Train up a child in the way he should go. And I found myself going back to church not because I was a preacher's kid, but because I wanted to, and Dad had set the example, faithful all those years. And so Beck and I have tried that. Beck and I will be celebrating our 55th wedding anniversary. <laughs> I was five when I got married, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Hang in well, there. amen. There you go. And so we, we, have, we have passed that tradition down, but Bertie, it's what you're saying. Uh, it, it's caught you pass it on, and it can skip one generation if you're not careful, can it? It can, and and what we're trying to do here on Explore, I know it's different. We haven't done what we do, but NRB, we, we usually do interviews, and many times their heart, and this is one of those this is one of those things, Alex, that's heart-driven here mm-hmm. that we're talking with Barry McGuire the first time and now with Nathan and Jerry, and it is a matter of the heart. It really is, and so the whole idea is, have you surrendered your life to Jesus Christ? Those of you that are listening, have you come to the place in your life where Jesus is Lord of your life? He is reigning and ruling in your life where you surrendered. And I, I, I've used the word surrender. 
because that's what it was for me. Is even as a twelve-year-old boy, I said, "Lord, I'm yours. I'm mm-hmm. yours." I didn't know all the right terminology. I don't even remember what the pastor prayed when I went down to ask Jesus in my heart. But I know whatever it was, it was real because God changed my life. We have partners, and that's what we talk a lot about. And you can call triple eight and need Him. Triple eight, need Him. And those people will pray with you. They will share scripture with you so you can have the knowledge of Jesus Christ. So this generational thing of sharing your faith can start with you. Or as Jerry said, it may have skipped a generation. And now it's time for you to step up and say, Jesus, I need you as my Savior and Lord. I repent. I turn away from my way. And I turn to you in full surrender. Alex, we've had people to do that. Right where they were listening on the radio, haven't we? We we really have. We give God the glory. Talking about the miraculous power of it, you know, I am about a year and a half ago, it was the first weekend after Christmas, and I was going through the Atlanta airport at 6 a.m., and a guy called my name, and he was going through a deep valley in his business. He was going through problems with his marriage, and he had prayed to God. He heard exploring the word, and he said, Lord, I need to talk to Alex McFarland. And this guy literally was, like, shedding tears, and I turned around, and uh, he said, I, I can't believe it. I asked God if I could meet with you, and I said, well, uh, you got about an hour and a half. How may I serve you? And it, it's a miracle. And, and, folks, let me just say this. No matter where you are, you have no idea the seed you sow, uh, the influence you exude, right. witnessing for somebody. Uh, Nathan, uh, Dr. Jerry Drace, Bert, all of us, and you, listener, um, your witness for Christ, you have no idea what God is going to do with that Amen. in the life of somebody. Guys, we've only got about a minute left. Um, websites, landing points. Nathan, how may people find you? Well, the uh, easiest way, I'm currently serving with Vapor Ministries, so you can go to vaporministries.org and you can check out uh, what they uh, do. My email is nharper at vaporministries.org. Jerry Drace. Very simple. Hope. For the home.org. Hope for the that is very simple. Hope for the home.org. And Bert. B Harper at AFA.net. And I'm on the radio every day, Monday through Friday, here yes. at this time. So it's always good to so we're as easy as a phone call away, Alex. Well that's true. <laughs> and you can email questions word at AFR.net. Your question might become the basis for a future show. Bert and I have two books out, 100 Bible Questions and Answers, 100 Bible Questions and Answers for Families, that, to God be the glory, they're in Barnes & Noble, Walgreens, Costco, Sam's Club, and uh, we give... Everywhere books are sold. (laughs) Yes, that's right. Well, um, there's a lot more to come from AFR at NRB. Yeah, we're going to be back tomorrow. We'll be sharing tomorrow, so we want you to join us. And like we say... Tell someone about exploring the word, but more importantly, tell everybody about Jesus. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio. I want to thank our sponsors, Preborn and Christian Healthcare Ministries. Preborn Network Clinics have rescued over 200,000 babies from abortion, and every day they save 200 babies' lives. But they can't do it without our help. Will you head over to preborn.com slash AFR and sponsor an ultrasound? Christian Healthcare Ministries is the longest-serving healthcare cost-sharing ministry helping Christians pay for and pray for one another's medical bills. Make the switch today and start saving. 
Visit chministries.org slash AFR. That's chministries.org slash AFR.